What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, this is, of course, Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. It's probably me. Yeah, why not? And um, if it's not you, it's a pretty good like version of you. Yeah. So I have clones that walk around and pretend to do things that I do. Listen, let's hire this clone full time. This is the this is the new clone for Nerd Thug Sports. Well, they only last twenty four hours, so oh, that's gonna be a problem. Uh, in the meantime, we're hanging out here. Uh, check us out on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, the mothership right there, where all the magic happens. And we are getting stuff done and hanging out. We got T shirts and websites and all sorts of great stuff. Um. Yeah, man. How you been? I've been okay. Yeah. You know, been a bit chilly, a little bit stuffy because of this random cold snap that like froze the United States. It, it did get cold. Got it, real cold real fast. It did get real cold. As a native Texan, I'm not used to anything below seventy. That's cold for us. It really is, man. And uh, as a fat guy, I like it. Like between sixty-five and eighty-five is like the the perfect zone. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. We are under the we are under the the good zone of uh of weather here. Um so I got a cool story for you. Uh it's I I think you're going to like it. Okay. I think you're going to like this. All right. Okay. So we start out with uh your favorite enemy, the NCAA. Ah, uh, my least favorite thing on the planet. Okay. So, uh the backstory on this is Penny Hardaway is a famous NBA player. Okay, good for him. Um, he was drafted the draft following Shaquille O'Neal to play with Orlando or play with Shaq in Orlando. Cool. Okay, uh, Shaq was filming the movie Blue Chips, and Penny Hardaway was out there as another top prospect. And in all the practices and all the games and all that, uh, Penny Hardaway just made it a point to like every chance he could, he would feed Shaquille O'Neal the ball, feed him the ball, feed him the ball, feed him the ball. Um, because what he wanted was he wanted Shaq to go back to Orlando and say, I want to play with that guy. Uh-huh. Sure enough, it's exactly what happens. Shaq goes back to Orlando and he says, I want to play with that guy. Orlando uh, drafts uh, Chris Webber. All right. And everyone's like, hmm. Now, Chris Webber is like, I, I think he was like the top player in the draft. And so a lot of people it's are not like, really. No, and then they're like, oh, man, Chris Webber and Shaq playing together. It's two really great young Athletic big guys like this could be the most dangerous front court in the NBA. Like this might be a big deal, but Shaq uh, was so upset that he says, uh, "Guys, I-, I told you who I want to play with," and his feelings were hurt. And so at that point, he was like, "Listen, if you want to do the Chris Webber thing, you can do the Chris Webber thing, but maybe I need to go." Uh, this is a, this is second year Shaq, okay? Right. Um, before a little bit later in the draft, the owners of the Magic are just like, "Hey, man, just hang tight. Like, trust us a little bit." They wind up trading Golden State, and they get Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway was drafted by Golden State. They do a swap. Chris Webber goes to Golden State. Orlando gets Penny Hardaway, and I think even more draft picks. So it's like a win-win-win. Yeah. They feel great about themselves. Uh, Penny Hardaway makes a couple of little little Penny commercials. Uh-huh. A little Penny. A little Penny. And, like, it's this great. Like, uh, basketball commercials are, like, one of my favorite things. And, and, and 90s basketball commercials were way better. Oh, yeah. Way oh, yeah. better. So the little Penny phenomenon happens. Well, uh, Penny Hardaway hurts his knee a little bit. Um, Orlando gives a bunch of money to an older veteran. So Shaq's like, I don't like that. So Shaq goes to L.A. The Penny Hardaway era. They give Penny Hardaway a bunch of money, and he plays for a long time in the NBA. 
120 million dollars in player salary over the years. Okay. All right. Not bad. He loves basketball though. Penny Hardaway loves basketball. So he spends the next several years out of the league as like an unpaid assistant on different programs and stuff. It's because he likes basketball. Loves basketball. This is important, though. In 2008, he gives a million dollars to the University of Memphis, his alma mater, to open up a University of Memphis Hall of Fame. Now, he probably consistently also gives money to the University of Memphis, but... Yeah, you know, rich people, uh, alma mater. That's something they do. But he's not like uh, he's not some booster. He's not like reaching out to athletes and recruiting them to go to Memphis. Okay, no, he's doing he, his own thing. Yeah, uh, but he does give them a million dollars in two thousand and eight. All right. Fast forward to two thousand. I think it's fourteen or fifteen. He decides to start coaching basketball full time. He's he's he starts out in his hometown as the high school basketball coach. I think of his high school. Wow. Right. So Penny cool. Hardaway is he's having a great life. Uh, there's a kid whose family gets into some kind of trouble. There's a situation, and he pays out of his own money for them to move into his district, and then he coaches the kid. And the kid's like the number one prospect in the country. In high school sports, that's frowned upon a little bit, but it was a generous act. Um, It's not something every high school could have done, but it is something Penny Hardaway can do. Right. It's uh, looked down upon, but like... Not every high school coach isn't, you know, Penny Hardway. <laughs> but they do make uh, – I had a buddy of mine who was nationally uh, regarded as a good basketball player, and when he moved school districts, they made him sign a waiver stating that the family moved for other reasons that it wasn't – no one recruited him to come to our, our school district. Right. Um, I don't know if this guy would have been able to do it, Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and let me give you the guy's name real quick. The player. The player's name is James Wiseman. Okay. Okay. So they win a state title last year, 2018. Woo! And Penny Hardaway had the best high school class in the country. He then takes a job as alma mater to be the new head coach at the University of Memphis. Cool. This player he's obviously close with, Wiseman. He did help move him a few years ago. Now follows him from high school to college and is now one of his top recruits. This season, Memphis actually has the number one recruiting class in the country. Sweet. So Penny Hardaway actually says nationally on television very early on, we're going to win the national title this year. Now Memphis is not a basketball powerhouse. They are not nationally relevant in basketball. This is a big deal. He's like, we are going to win the national title, this year. We are competing for the national title this year. We have the best team in the country. Right now. Right now. The NCAA now has come forward and declared Wiseman ineligible for this season. What? Yeah. They said that Penny Hardaway is a booster of Memphis sports because he donated a million dollars in 2008. Okay. And... He then, as a booster, moved this kid into the Memphis area. What? So that makes him ineligible. Even though he did it years ago. What? Makes him ineligible now. College basketball is the worst. College sports is the worst thing ever. The NCAA needs to be dissolved immediately. (laughs) Makes no sense. None. Here's where it gets great. Awesome. Penny Hardaway says, I don't care. It's playing him anyway. (laughs) 
Yes. Penny Hardaway is saying, I'm not even not even interested in talking about it. Playing him anyway. Memf- University of Memphis follows Penny Hardaway's cue. Penny Hardaway may be the most important person in the entire University of Memphis like basketball ecosystem, okay? Yeah. So when he says, not interested in even having the conversation, it's total BS, we're doing it. Because it is, and he is true. So Memphis is like, all right, well, I guess we're going to roll with Penny. So they hire a lawyer, and they uh, they appeal, and they basically t- tell the NCAA, you either come to the table and we talk about this, or we will make this a long, long legal fight that that will stretch well beyond March Madness, and there won't be anything you can do about it. Oh, I love it. So right now they are in talks, and it's believed that over the next couple of days they might be able to get this settled. But of course, everyone, all the haters have swooped in now. So like, now the high school sports association is is talking about stripping the high school national title away. Get over yourselves. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh man, this is a great story. You're right. Anytime the NCAA is mentioned, they're always doing just the worst thing. Like, zero interest of the people actually involved. Yeah, zero zero interest in student-athletes whatsoever. Right. So, it's like, it's probably one of the most unethical organizations that people support. Like, hands down. Well, yeah, and, and, the, and the weird thing is, is like, anytime any kind of converse... It's nothing but hypocrisy when you get into a situation like the NCAA. Because... Uh, Mitt Romney, who's a millionaire, um, who's a Republican, who, you know, the Republican Party believes in building yourself up from the bootstraps, taking advantage of your success and your opportunity, right? making your own way. They said, Mitt Romney said when asked about the NCAA letting players, California pass a law that in three years players will be able to make money off of their own likeness. They said they just don't want to. They don't want to see an unfair tip in the balance where all of a sudden you have million dollar players on teams. There's always going to be million dollar players on teams, and you there's just probably don't million dollar. Yeah, there's probably million dollar players on teams right now. Right now, you don't know about yet because they don't have the ability to sell anything they do, despite being some of the best players in the country. Well, Johnny Manziel, if you recall, uh, a few years back, and he get in trouble for signing something. A bunch of stuff with his. Authenticated signature while he was an A and M player started floating around on eBay, and it was from this known sports memorabilia guy who has been asked to stop, like, interacting with college players because of this exact reason. Like, people are like, "Hey, that guy's kind of shady because every time he wa- he shows up at a college, like around a college player, suddenly there's a bunch of signed memorabilia, blah blah blah." No one, the NCAA isn't an official investigative body, so they don't have, like, a genuine power of subpoena. Uh-huh. So nothing came of it. Uh, A&M benched him for the first half of a game. Oh. Without even saying, they said he apologized for his actions, but they didn't even ever say what his actions were. Like, right. no one ever admitted anything. Johnny Manziel is sorry. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. the whole, yeah, <laughs> that that's was sort the, of the whole statement. bit. Um, and so, yeah, the NCAA has always, there's always been million-dollar players. Right. And... The reali- There's million dollar players that don't get paid millions of dollars because of the NCAA just arbitrarily at this point being like, no, you can't do that. Sorry. Right. Like, remember when they used to have NCAA like 
video games. Yeah. And you could play as these college players. And then when the court said that they had to give the money to the players because the players' likenesses were being used. They just stopped making them. NCAA said they would rather not make the video game than pay the players for their likeness. And that, to me, is a gross, insane overstatement of it. And uh, the idea that you're going to say, you know, it's what, it'd be one thing. It would be free market, true free market, to be like, if somebody wants to pay Johnny Manziel to sign a football, that should be their choice. Right. That's free market. That That's capitalism. Right. That's succeeding based on your own merit and your own talent. He's good at football. He can sign footballs for money. Right. But the, the other the other hand of this is the fact that these some of these players don't go anywhere. Right. You know, no one's going to care about, you know, some nobody from the fifth draft pick of 2016. Well, and that's the thing. Like, like who like, hasn't played in the NFL or they played for a season. That's the thing, right? So a lot, some of these guys, a lot of them peak, and really all they're known for is just for their little window. So, like... If they did something great, like Johnny Manziel will forever be known as Johnny Football, and he'll always have that. A and M boosters will always love him, but right. he, but but that's the limit of like his right fame because trajectory. Every everyone else knows him as the guy that messed up a lot. Exactly, the guy who couldn't stay in the NFL, the guy who couldn't do this, who couldn't do that. So his fame trajectory kind of stops with A and M fan, right? But A and M super fan is going to be like, bro, this guy beat Alabama, like Johnny He's Manziel. Our guy. Um, and so there's always going to be that 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 group that follows, and the more successful you are, the bigger the group. But the reality is, yeah, it's always it's always going to be caps somewhere. So uh, I was on the Alabama team that went to two Final Fours, and that's it. That's all I'm known for. Then right. yeah, the Alabama fans are going to love me. The Alabama basketball fans are going to love me, but no one else is going to care about it. And so the value that's placed on that is based on the market, right? Based on your success. And so it's it's truly a capitalistic concept in its entirety. And like it's just it boggles the mind for me because like what like what do you what do what do they benefit? Like it's nothing but a win for everyone involved. Right, because what, imagine if the athletes could pay for things. What if they didn't need No, here's the problem with it. The problem with it becomes it takes control. Here's here's where all of it Boils it back all down stems to back to control. It the also the NCAA being able to control the players and the colleges being able to control the players because the transfer rules are terrible. The transfer oh. rules in the NCAA are terrible. Ugh. The college can put a hold down. If they put a hold down, you have to sit out a year. You only have five years of play, including one injury season. So in theory, if you and you might not even play for all those because you're maybe good enough just to leave after a year. Exactly. So like, let's say you come in and in high school you win the college champion, you win the high school championship, but. Your shoulder's kind of wonky, so they do a surgery on the shoulder. So your whole freshman year, you're red shirt. Your sophomore year, you're out there. There's a senior starting ahead of you. Um, you don't ever play. Your junior year, you not only have your junior, senior, and fifth-year eligibility, so you only have three years left. So your junior year, they bring in a freshman who's great and is just better than you. Right, so they play him. You don't play. Right, so now you want to transfer because you're not going to. This guy's a freshman. He's younger than me. He's going to play longer than me. I'm never going to see the field. I'd like to transfer, please. And they go, mm, we don't want to let you transfer. You now just have to sit out a year. You just lose it. No more. So then your senior year, you have your senior year and then your fifth year option, and that is it. You are down to two years of football eligibility because the other college was upset that you left. Yeah, total garbage. And that's, and they now have a transfer portal 
where now you can you can announce and everyone, but they can still put the one year hold on you. Right. It's like well, they're gonna announce the thing. It's like well, we're like and there is there a limit on holds they can have? What do you oh like how many how many players a team can hold? Yeah. No. All right then. Yeah, it's even worse. They could like half your team could be like, no, we don't like you. We're gonna leave, and they could be like, cool, you're all using a year. <laughs> right. And there's nothing you can do about that. Um, and some and they have tried to change some things. Like if a coach leaves, they wanted to let players be able to leave. If your coach leaves your program, your coaches who came to your house and recruited you. Right. If, if he leaves, there's no reason for me to stay. Not necessarily, because you don't. The new coach is going to come in and, and and probably change things and want to do different stuff. But first of all, you don't have a relationship with that coach. Right. This is a new guy. I don't know if I want to do that. So maybe I want to go somewhere else. Right. Maybe I want to go play with my buddy who went to a different school, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know what? We need." We need more linebackers, and you're a linebacker. You you, can, you might be able to start here if you came over here. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, we were friends, and I should have gone with you in the first place, but this guy made me a great promise, and now he's gone. Right. So let me leave. So I'm going to go. Oh, no, you got to sit out of here. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Got to sit out of here. And so it's a lot of – it's just a lot of – the NCAA and college in general, for the athletes, it's about controlling the athlete. It's about controlling the athlete – and making the athlete dependent on the schools and on the program. And this is what and this is what leads into very very poor transitions into professional careers. I yeah, think. a lot of these guys aren't ready because they've been handled their whole lives. Literally handled their whole lives. So they don't know any better. They don't know any better at all. I don't know. If I if I if I was any sort of professional football organization or basketball organization, I feel like the NCAA is really hindering my players. But what do I? But that's the thing, though. Is there's no incentive for the coaches to step up and change it because the coaches make their millions coaching. Right. No. So, like, if I'm Nick Saban, I'm not rocking the boat. I'm getting fifteen million dollars a year from the University of Alabama to win, and so I win by stockpiling the best athletes possible and keeping my control over them. I'm not going to let these guys go. I'm not going to give them money so they can go crazy. I'm going to hold on to these guys as tight as possible. Maybe it's just me hating college. <laughs> well, no, no, I I agree with everything. You, I, but there's no incentive for the coaches to. Change I'm talking it. about. I'm talking about professional like leagues. Yeah. Oh. I'm not talking about. No. No. Yeah. Like colleges will spend millions of dollars yeah. just on their football programs because it brings them tons of money, and I think that's where it kind of really stems from is the the amount of money that is pumped into these different schools. Once you put money on the table, and we've always said this internally at Northwood Radio, when it comes to money, everybody starts acting weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody knows how to behave when there's an opportunity for money. Oh, yeah, especially when it's that amount. <sighs> Ooh. But so now we flip back to Memphis and Penny Hardaway, who's who's sitting on a mountain of money. Yeah. He doesn't need NCAA. He yeah. doesn't truly need Memphis. No. Like, he could take a position right now where he goes, I love Memphis, and I am glad to be a Memphis Tiger, and I will bleed Memphis, whatever, white and blue, I believe. I'll bleed it all day long. But what I won't do is not coach is, is kneel to the NCAA when they're trying to take away this player's ability to play and trying to take away our national championship season because they think he shouldn't be here when there's nothing untoward that's been done. Like, right. if I paid for him to move three years ago, there's no promise that he was coming to my school for what I wasn't even a college coach back then. Right. Then he had no promise. It wasn't even like there was like backdoor deals that he knew about. Right. So to me, it's it's like simply the matter of the NCAA. First of all, trying to tell Penny Hardaway, hey, man, you don't come in here and rock the boat like that. We've got a hierarchy here. You need to come pay your respects and, and, and pay your dues. Right. Meanwhile, Penny Hardaway had the number one recruiting class in the country, and he doesn't like you. Right. He said, no. No, I'm good. You're I'm good. good. You're fine. Yeah. 
oh, what's, you don't think he should? Oh, no, he's definitely going to play. He's going to play. I'm not worried about that. He's playing. You want to do what? Yeah, feel free because he's playing. Right. You want to suspend him? You want to find me? You want to come out? Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. He's playing. Not worried about it. <laughs> right. I'm good. It's like the best thing ever. It, 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 you know what it makes me think about is it's the same strategy. I, I wonder sometimes why we don't use it on a lot of stuff. And, uh, for example, like when, when, um, when a politician gets up and says just a bunch of crazy things mm-hmm. and everyone in the press conference is like, well, this guy is just, just talking weird. Why don't they just get up and leave? Right. If they're not going to, if they're not going to call him on it, if they're not going to be like, uh, sir, Hawaii is an Island in the United States. We don't know what you mean by that. If they're not going to do that, then just get up and walk out. Oh, yeah. Just leave. Just leave. Like, why are you giving them the press coverage? Why are you paying attention to... Why are you acknowledging something that's clearly in its own bizarre little fake, dumb world? And so for the NCAA, when they walk in and they go, he can't play because three years ago you helped his family move. You know, he's... Penny Hardaway's like... What? Yeah, we're going to... I'm not worried about that. It's cool. He can play. It's not a big deal. Yeah. No, don't worry about it, dude. You got it. No, don't worry. You're good to play. You're good to play. And that's what I that's what I want to see. I want to see just the complete disregard for the the fictional concept that they're making there. Yeah, and especially w- with such a flimsy, <laughs> like just the worst case. They're like, "Well, see, you helped him move three years ago when you were a high school coach. Also, you donated a million dollars to the school ten years ago. So that means by you're that a booster. Logic, by that logic." You perfectly calculated this move ten years yeah. ago. <laughs> suddenly, like suddenly, Penny Hardaway is the greatest is the greatest chess player in all of time. Right, he's playing five D chess while we're over here playing checkers. But like, let me but let me give you a very similar scenario where nothing happened. Cam Newton uh, was a University of Florida player. He's behind Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Got in trouble. Allegedly, may have stolen a laptop. Allegedly. allegedly. But he also wasn't going to play because Tim Tebow was there. So yeah. he transferred, um, I think, to Blend right here in Houston. Uh, right here in the, Tex- the Houston, Texas area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, from there, he went to Auburn for his senior year, and he led them in a one-year campaign to win a national title. So when he did that, uh, the NCAA, a story broke early in the year that a, a, a booster from Mississippi came forward and said, um, I uh, was going to give half a million dollars to Cam Newton's father to come to Mississippi, and we couldn't get the deal done. And um, so I'm wondering how much money Auburn gave. It's like this guy out of himself that he pays players, but he did it in a way where he was like, I literally have proof that I met with Cam Newton's father. Right. So there was an investigation. In the NCAA rules, there's specifically a rule that says if a player knows or doesn't know, doesn't matter, but if the player's family takes money to determine where he plays, the player is suspended. Right. However, Cam Newton's in the middle of a Heisman-winning national championship season, and Auburn is one is the number one team in the country at the time. So they do an investigation. They decide that Cam Newton's father may have asked for money from schools, but Auburn swears up and down that they didn't give any money to him. And Cam Newton swears up and down that he didn't receive any money from anybody. So he can play. Like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. The rules literally don't matter. So now if you have proof or you a lot a lot of circumstantial I I, I don't remember the details. I want to say they proved that the father I think another booster for another school came forward. And it was like, yeah, actually Cam Newton's dad asked me for like seventy grand and I, I told him we don't do that. 
So, so they say. Right. So it was a corroborated story. So these people kind of all come forward and do this. And um, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Oh, well. So, but now for Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. He says no. Yeah, he's like, you know what? If you guys aren't going to follow the rules, then I don't need to follow the rules either. I love it. Yeah. So Penny Hardaway says, you know, you guys have no standards. I don't respect you anyway. We're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back. We've got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports. We're on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, of course, make sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. And we're hanging out here having ourselves a good little time. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Probably me. Yeah, why not? Uh, before we get too far on anything, go ahead and let everybody know about Cox ATA. Cox ATA Martial Arts, leader in ATA Martial Arts, now with... Three convenient locations, one in Woodlands, one in Conroe, and one in Magnolia. There are all kinds of courses, any age range. If you're three, if you're 93, something for the kids. You've got Taekwondo, Tai Chi, all sorts of different courses that are available. Super flexible for the rest of this month. Kids train free. What? Kids train free. And mention Nerd Thug Radio, you'll train free for two weeks as well. Whoa. That's like 92 free weeks of training. Right. I've got a lot of kids. You also don't have a lot of math skills. but None at all. Zero math skills. That turns out zero kids, too. Okay. Yeah, so that math worked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so head on down to uh, Cox ATA. They teach, uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders, and they leave. A legacy. Yeah, um, they got a lot going on. It's still time to get in there. Uh, I think the next event that they're big, like, they do, you know, obviously the big events. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Master Splawn said it was in February. So oh, okay. there's some time to get in there and start working on stuff, get some training in. Before the big stuff. Before the, before the big tournaments start up again. So it's exciting, man. It's, it's, it's always fun to hang out with the Cox ATA guys. Check them out. They're great people. You'll, uh, you'll learn a lot and you'll enjoy yourself. That was my Taekwondo noise. I'm going to karate like I'm a ninja now. I see. Speaking of being a ninja, uh, the NFL tried to be sneaky, sneaky. Very, very, very sneaky. How so? Um, the name that just divides America is back. Colin Kaepernick. What? Um, so this this is a weird story. Okay, if you recall last so you year. you going to play football again? Wait. Wait for it. 
you recall last year, he settled with the NFL, okay? Which, to me, means the NFL knew that it was likely it would look bad if they went to trial. Because he was going to... During a during a hearing, he'd be able to uh, subpoena guys like Jerry Jones, who have you know big opinions. Roger Goodell. It would just look really bad if he got any it, of them to even admit. Right. It's just it's just better for them just to settle outside. Yeah, because it's it. Colin Kaepernick is the only. The, mm, let me let me let me say this carefully. There are other people who are healthy and can play in the NFL who aren't playing right now, but. nearly unanimously, they all have criminal issues going on. Right. Colin Kaepernick does not have that. No. His issue... is controversial. Exactly. His issue is just controversy. Um, And there was some talk that, like, oh, well, Denver offered him a contract and he turned it down. But the conversation isn't... What no one has mentioned or talked about is the money involved in that offer. Um, If they offered him to be the starter, but they were trying to get a discount... Because of the controversy? Because of the controversy. Like, they were like, Colin, you could be a starter here, but we'll only give you, like, $4 million. Well, considering starting quarterbacks in the NFL are getting 12 to 20. Or ain't going to cut a chief. Right. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to give you the $8 million discount just to play ball. You guys know what the market rate is for these things. You guys know what you're doing. Right. Um, and the other thing is that he's not bad. He's not the best. No, he's no, no, he's not. No, he is probably as good or better than anywhere from the bottom of the league towards the middle. He would play somewhere yeah, in that. Not, he's not a top tier player, and he has somewhere between in twenty. Years. Somewhere between twenty and twelve is probably where good Colin Kaepernick places. Now, keep in mind, his rookie season, he did go to the Super Bowl with uh, with Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, with Harbaugh. Um, so, like, there is a conversation to be had that Colin Kaepernick knows. You know, and has Mark's, Mark's has good if, football in him. If Mark Sanchez can play football. Oh man, if Mark Sanchez can keep playing football, forget about playing at once. Because he had to play at least once to make the butt fumble happen. But the fact that he got more jobs after butt fumble kind of says everything you need to know that, like, teams are looking for quality backups. Teams are looking for quality starters. And somehow Colin Kaepernick has has not been this guy. Mark Sanchez was, though. So, fast forward to this week. as a lightning bolt out of the blue. Bolt from out of the blue. In the middle of the season, NFL representatives got in touch with Colin Kaepernick and said, be ready. You have a workout scheduled for Saturday. For who? Fair question, right? Does that seem like a reasonable thing to ask? <laughs> yeah, no, completely. So his representatives did, in fact, ask the NFL, who is, is it a specific team that's requesting this? What's going on? They refused to answer. What? They said, don't worry about it. Be here on Saturday. Keep in mind, the NFL season is in full go right now. Yeah, no one is... What? So, Tuesday is the typical free day where general managers and coaches themselves could come to a workout, which is what... Workouts happen every week in the NFL. There are players who try out every week in the NFL. Every week during the season, there are workouts that happen around the league. So, this in and of itself is not a weird thing or an odd thing. So, his agents and managers said, hey, can we move it to Tuesday so that general managers and coaches can see me work out? The NFL replied back, no. <laughs> you have to work out Saturday. Awesome. Okay. Um, That gives him three days, and 
the guy who was writing the article that I was reading on ESPN said he had checked and he listed several teams that he'd checked with. None of them were notified before Colin Kaepernick was called that there was even a workout scheduled by the league on Saturday. So this already feels real, real genuine and real, real up, like on the up and up. Um, and then on top of all of that, he they said, well, can we move it to next Saturday to give us time to personally reach out to teams so that guys we have relationships can see that we're in shape and ready to go? The no. league said no. <laughs> you have a workout scheduled. It's in three days. Stop asking questions. Stop trying to find things out. You don't need to know who's going to be there. You don't need to know what teams want. This is the most bizarre workout that I've heard of in the NFL it in has a long time. Day, right? this is no, it's coming up this Saturday. This Saturday. Okay. A little bit feels like they're going to they want to settle this. Be like, "You have a workout scheduled." They're going to ask, they're going to say nothing to him. He's going to show up, work out, and they're going to be like, "Great show." No one wants you, and then just close the book on him forever. Yeah, I, I genuinely <laughs> think that's. I think in the settlement, there's a date that they have to have a workout scheduled by. I think in the agreements that they've been made, oh, they that probably have been just made, said it as quickly as possible. I think. Well, no, I think they waited as long as possible, and then they notified him in as minimum. Like, I think they are running as tight as possible on this. Oh yeah. So like, so they waited the longest. Yes, they waited as long as possible, and then. They, they they gave, gave him, him like, like the minimum mandatory amount of time to be to be made aware, and then when he made any request at all, they're like, "Sorry, we're 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 up against it. We have to do it. This it has to be now. Right? There's no other room. There's no other room. It's got to be now. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this is how companies take advantage of you. Oh yeah, no, definitely. This is how a company kind of comes in and just goes, "Well, you're right. You like." You are you are entitled to this, so we'll give it to you two weeks on before, our terms. Right, two weeks before two weeks before you go on vacation, we're gonna give you four days of vacation. Oh, look at that! The the break's yeah. already here. Oh, ain't that convenient? See well, you later. Bye. You can just stay home now. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, famously, a long, long time ago, I was in a uh, not famously actually people I'm, people don't know this. I was in a little famously uh, em- employee. Situation where a company did want to terminate me, but there was there was an error on their part. And when I pointed that error out to the human resources, I said, "Well, actually, uh, essentially, I the my I had a new manager, and they thought I went home early, uh-huh. so they were going to terminate me. But I already had a pre existing schedule because I was I was in college at the time. Uh, okay. So on certain days, I left at a certain time to go to school. To go to school, and I said, "Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't go to class that day. I went home and went to bed. I wasn't feeling well." But I left at my scheduled time, and I have my I have my you know my email saying that I have a set schedule for those days, and there's not a posted schedule that overrides that anywhere. And so her reply to that was, "Yeah, it looks like we messed up real bad." I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, you can apply for unemployment, and we won't dispute it. Um, because the alternative is bringing you back from a place where you've been terminated. And that's just super awkward. <laughs> so I think there are times when companies, like, yes, Colin Kaepernick, you sued the league and won. So part of that settlement probably was he gets a chance to try out. He gets a chance to show the NFL what he's still got. 
But they're going to make it so no one can see it. They're going to make it as inconvenient as possible with as little fanfare as possible because they don't want you back. You sued them and won. Right. They're not They're not chomping at the bit to have Colin Kaepernick back in the news. No. The last thing they want, now that it's been dead and buried, the last thing they want is to have a conversation about Donald Trump, Colin Kaepernick, and politics and football again. After the NFL almost imploded on itself the first time. Yeah. It all, it, there's, there are people who I know who quote-unquote love football who still don't watch football since then. And they say other things now. They say, oh, well... They've changed the hits, and like, there's just too much politics, and there's just too much this and too much that. But the reality is, it's because of Kaepernick. They've complained since Kaepernick, and since the Trump, and since all of that, and since all of those issues. Um, so there's no getting around that. There's no, there's no, there's no issue. You can't ignore it. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> just, just the worst, inconvenient, like, oh look at that, Kaepernick, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do we'll do we'll do a, a tryout. Uh, who's gonna be there? It's none of your business. <laughs> you can ask no questions. <laughs> can we can we schedule it on a day when people are actually available? To s- no. no. Well, can, can I at least know who's gonna be there? No. no, no, don't worry about it. So you'll see when we get there. <laughs> it's, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be him by himself working out. What if the NFL is just throwing him a surprise birthday? Oh man, what like a what like a fun <laughs> turn of events? It'd be yeah. like. Hey, and then people will turn off NFL and then yeah. lose billions of dollars. Like he terrible. shows up and he's like, "Okay, I'm here to work out." And they're like, "Surprise!" And he's like, "Guys, my birthday's in August." Early uh, surprise. Oh. Also, you're fired and you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess you probably want to do a workout now. <laughs> this is weird. Um, well, we have cake if you want cake. <laughs> if you don't want to work out, we're okay with that. Yeah, we got cake here. Um, See, it's all a ploy to get him not to do anything. That's exactly what it is. All right, so Nico, this week Houston is at Baltimore. Who you got? <sighs> Baltimore's been pretty good. Baltimore has been pretty good. They just beat New England. Oh, they did. Yeah, uh, I believe last week they beat New England. So they beat the undefeated team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gotta go Baltimore as much as I don't want to. I feel like our team's not good enough. Oh, I think we have good players. I just don't think our team like is good enough. I don't think. I don't think they. What they do isn't creative. No. Apparently, it's, it's just hard to stop. It just works. Right. That's all you need it to do. <laughs> I'm going to say that we win. Really? I'm going to say we win. Are you going to call the comeback king? Are you, are you saying we're going to win in fourth quarter? Um, no, I think we're going to be up the whole game. You think we're just going to just be strong? Uh, not up like a ton. But I no, think but like, like steady like we'll, we'll be like we'll be in the lead. The yeah, whole we'll game. be yeah, we'll be up like seven. They'll score, we'll score, they'll score, we'll score. Yeah. Kind of. And but like it's gonna feel like we're in control. But we're the whole up time. first and yeah, we're, yeah. we're just keeping it. Yes. So they're either tying us or chasing us the rest the whole game. Interesting claim. Um I, I just I don't I, think we made well, I don't think made predictions last time. I think we no, we didn't. I just feel like we're tied now though. How is the Detroit Lions doing the, the, oh, the, the fake team that doesn't the fake exist? Team? Uh the Lions at this point are uh I think their season's basically over. 21 years I've lived on this earth, never met a Detroit Lions fan. Um, let's see here. In the NFC, the Detroit Lions, they're three and f- they're three and five and one. They're the bottom third of the NFC. So yeah, they're probably like 24th place somewhere around there. Cool. They're real bad. 
cool. They're real bad. It's a mess. There's some really bad teams. Cincinnati is 0 for 9, though. Wow, there's a team worse than the Detroit Lions. I knew Cincinnati existed, though. That's so that's, that's that's fair. Good for you. But yeah, no, Cincinnati is 0 and 9. I didn't I didn't realize they were they've fallen apart. Was it weren't aren't isn't the Cincinnati the team that was like they had like the worst thing and like when Andrew Luck got there they had to like readjust because their their organization was just running at such garbage levels. No, that was that's Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. There you go. Indianapolis they and they just they it was like super Andrew. unprofessional. Yeah, well and and they've ruined Andrew Luck, so he's he's dead now. He's not so. dead. But no, but he's probably never going to play again. He's never going to play football again. He's basically dead in football. Like, can you imagine breaking a guy so bad that he gives up, like, the thing he loves? Oh, man. I mean, happens to me every day, but I mean. <laughs> that, but that's because the thing you love is napping. Yeah, but, I mean, we all live in a world. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We're going to jump out here when we come back. we got one more segment left of Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. We are right here on Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out here this lovely Thursday afternoon. I mean, it's cold, but, you know, otherwise. It's, it's cold. It's cold. But maybe stay, it's cold outside. Stay in, stay indoors. Stay warm. Don't yeah. get a cold. Yeah, don't even go to work. Turn the radio on. Hang out with us all afternoon. Actually, we're about to leave. So, hang out with us for like ten more minutes, yeah. and then <laughs> do something else. I might be a bad influence, and I'm like, yeah, just call out. We're gonna be here all day. What we gotta be somewhere? Okay, we're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, no. All right, see you later. Wait, whoa, no, whoa. I skipped the whole day for you. I, I called in sick. I wouldn't have. That was that was dumb. <laughs> uh, before we get into anything, let me tell you guys about the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more on fourteen eighty eight. Tomorrow night from 4 to 8 p.m., they've got cosplay and crafting meetup. They also have uh, Friday from 7 to 10, Friday Night Magic Standard Constructed Tournament. Bring in your standard legal magic deck and have some fun. $5 buy-in for prize support. Uh, this coming Sunday, November 17th, is D&D Junior Adventurers League. 10 to 16 years old, only $5 to play or make a purchase of $5 or more in-store. And uh, Monday, November 18th from 6 to 8 p.m. is the Adventure Begins Awesome Trivia Night. Trivia night, trivia night. Um, so anyway, it's a good time. They have a lot of good stuff going on. They've got all kinds of games, comics, uh, all sorts of nerd stuff. We're there on Fridays hanging out, playing the Hero Clicks. We're going to start promoting it. We've got prizing support. We need to start we'll start be. giving stuff away. You guys come, ha- come hang out with us. Play with us. It's not weird. We won't buy it. We promise. Oh. I, I bit a guy yesterday, actually. I, pro- I promise. So... 
I can't give that promise anymore. <laughs> Bit of a liar now. <laughs> I was just at the mall minding my own business, and he just walked. He got too close to the leash, and I just, just bit him. Just snapped. Yeah. It, it, listen, I got nervous, okay? It's a large <laughs> crowd, a lot of noise. I bit a guy. I don't know. Dogs are weird, right? <laughs> Dogs are weird because of that. Like, They're like, no, it's totally cool. I totally like you guys. Everyone's cool. And then, no, 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 there's too many people. Like my three dog, of us. <laughs> yeah, my dog gets real anxious. But then she'll be fine. Like, she'll be perfectly chill, totally relaxed. Somebody walks in the door, maniac for like three minutes. How have you fine. been on the radio for, for three years and you still tell the worst stories? I love it. You were like, my dog will be real anxious. And then you had like 40 seconds of dead air. And then you go, but she's cool. I love her. She's cool. I love her. <laughs> Terrible story is that. <laughs> It's a genuine, heartfelt thing. Oh, my God. All right. Speaking of genuine, heartfelt, terrible stories, uh, we're going to get out on here something that's been kind of developing over the last couple of years in the world of Major League Baseball. Um, the Houston Astros have been accused of cheating numerous times now. Um, and it's and allegations are have surfaced again, this time from a, a traitor, from an absolute snitch. Just an out-and-out snitch. All right. Okay? A member of the 2017 World Series champion Houston Astros, a guy on the roster, a guy who got a ring from the Astros, uh, fires the pitcher. He is now saying that a couple of uniformed players that he won't name because he's got standards uh, figured out a way to have a camera hidden in the stands, pointed directly at the catcher, and they would they would watch a screen right inside the dugout, and they were watching his signs, and once they figured out his signs, they would notify the batters with loud noises. And Fires, because he was there, he knew they were doing it, and then when he pitched against us this year, uh, by the way, he got rocked for a home run, uh, but while he was pitching against us, he heard loud noises, so he came off the mound because they'd already hit his changeup that he was throwing great. They'd already hit it a couple times. So he knew they were cheating. What? What? <laughs> so How do you even... Okay. Whatever. <laughs> like, this is, this is big brain super mad. Like... They they could the yeah you could theoretically see the signs, like you could do that with like if you have a phone. <laughs> well, here's one of the so literally cheating in Major League Baseball. First of all, it's 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 part of the culture of baseball. Uh, there are known first of all if you're caught with pine tar, they just kick you out of the game. Pine tar helps the pitcher pitch better, and the the, the literally the umpires will be like, yeah, you've got some on your hat. I can see it. You're you're ejected. But they don't. It's it, you don't get in trouble for it. You're yeah, you're not suspended for several games. You get ejected from that one game. They're gonna bring you back tomorrow. Well, even if they even if they suspended you, but it's not any real. I think I think I've seen someone get suspended like three games before. Oh no, three games out of four hundred. Right, but it's not like God they. God forbid. So for steroids, they suspend you. Your first uh, steroid pop that they report because I think you can have a private one before they report. First one they report is a is a half season suspension. Okay, that's so that, a lot of games. That's serious. It's eighty one games. They don't do that with pine tar. They don't suspend anybody for eighty one games for pine tar. So we're we really going to sit around and go, 
first of all, pitchers and catchers change signs all the time because they know players are stealing them. So it's already a given that sign stealing happens. Yeah, it's a thing in sports. When you have you have communication between players, someone's going to figure it out. So you're either going to have to make up new ones or you're just going to throw a bunch of trash random ones that's really funny like some of the football players do. Right. Where like only the first part of the, the call matters and the other half is complete trash. Yeah, I don't like I don't know, man. <laughs> so like some of these people be having conversations with signs like across and there's like they're obvious tells you could clearly see the pitcher going no 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 yes and then throwing the ball like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out well yeah and so the Yankees during this postseason complained to Major League Baseball that the Astros were making loud noises when certain pitches were being thrown um the Major League Baseball looked into it and said, we we detect no pattern. You're just wrong. Right. Also, it's a stadium, my guy. Well, they were saying that it's coming specifically from the dugout. Okay, you're going to tell me, you're going to you're gonna sit in a room and without, like, amazing, cool hearing equipment, you're going to figure that out? Right. And here's the, and uh, I, mm, I, first of all, the Astros are getting a lot of heat I think because they're aggressive. Oh yeah. And I think that they are good hitters. Oh, of course. And they've they've been one of the fastest teams in baseball in the last couple of years to pick up on when pitchers are tipping pitches. Uh for example, during the world's uh during the first the first outing for uh, uh the Nationals, one of their guys, he was tipping his pitches the first two innings and the pitching coach caught it. On the Nationals. But in his first two innings, he got banged up. There were guys on base. And, he, and when he's in the dugout, and his pitching coach is like, yeah, you're tipping your pitches. We need to straighten this out. Stop doing this. So we are a, we are hyper-aggressive when pitchers show weakness. But now it's gone too far where people are trying to say, well, that means that you're stealing signs. First of all, sign stealing already happens. If you think... It's like, the, it's like counting cards. If you think the Astros are the only team in Major League Baseball who aren't watching fingernails on catchers. Right, especially now that they're like marked in like neon green. Well, and, and the Astros have gotten caught a couple times. Like, there was a guy who had a cell phone that he was suspiciously on a lot, and he was um, he was an Astros, like, uh, employee of the Astros organization, and he's sitting on a, like, on a sideline to the catcher, and he's suspiciously on his phone a lot. So they, so Major League Baseball asked him to leave the stadium. Like... That's that's not that might be cheating, but it might not be. Right, that could just be a guy on his phone because he's bored right. out of his mind. Right, it could just be a normal human being in 2018. Like I don't know what to tell you. Twenty nineteen. Like, I this was it was last year. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, but like it's just kind of a it's a, it's a dumb story in that regard, and it's a bigger dumb story because Mike Fires is literally saying, uh. That he knows cheating was going on with the Astros while he accepted a World Series ring. Right. Where was your pride when you were taking that ring? Where was your pride last year? <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. It's. It's. Like clearly, clearly, you just want to make some noise because they lost the World Series. It, what I would like to see is I would like to see. Okay. So the Boston Red Sox also, and the Yankees. Um, uh, terrible idea. Are they going to really set up these cameras in all their away games that they won in the World Series? 
<laughs> well, not in even the World National Series, just State. in baseball. Right. They they lost all their World Series games here at home. Oh, you're talking about this World Series specifically? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah you're right. They would have been using yeah they would have been using a, a Nationals cameraman to to steal those. Right. No, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because irrelevant. Now that people have said it and whispered it and said it in the darkness and in the shadows and in the silence, now it's okay to call the Astros a cheater. Um. It's not. Get over yourself. Stop. Stop antagonizing Houston sports. Everyone else. I will say this: if it turns out that we were doing something beyond what everyone else does, for more than just sign stealing, if it's just sign stealing, I don't care. I don't care at all. If we were just hyper aggressive at stealing signs, it doesn't bother me. Not even a little bit. Everyone steals signs. Signs are done and open. The NFL had to start radioing in defensive play calls because teams were figuring out the the. The, the the hand signs. Yeah. So once you once, it, for years, second halves of football games would be much different than first halves because all of the hand signs would have been decide, been decoded by then. Right. Because you got to call in your defenses and call in your offenses, and everything was done by hand sign back then, or run or swapping out receivers. So they moved to headsets. If Major League Baseball, who is apparently allergic to technology, won't move to something else. Then everyone deserves to have their sign stolen. And if there's a team that's better at it than someone else, that's the team that's going to get better hits. There's no other way around it. Uh, and, and I'm not going to sit around and feel bad that the Astros are, okay, well, if everyone's allowed to steal signs, we're going to steal more signs than everyone else, and we're going to hit more balls than everyone else. I don't I don't care. That doesn't make me feel bad at all. It's the most exciting thing someone said about baseball in a year. Yeah. Um, but so all that being said, we're going to jump out of here. You guys all enjoy your Thursday. For little, uh, for little Brother Nico and myself, Corey DLG, and for Nerd Thug Radio and 104.5, 106.1, for Cox ATA, for Adventure Begins, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oliver wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.